0: I owe my love of the church to First United Methodist Church of Lexington, Kentucky. Um, I uh, grew up in a church that formed me and invested in me and poured into me, um, but uh, as often as the case is also flawed. Um, Not too long uh, before I came to seminary, we had a new pastor appointed uh, who was black, and a third of my church left um, because of that. And... um, I went from these people who had taught me these things uh, to seeing these very broken people. Um, I lost um, my way with the church. I thought, if this is how the church is, uh, I I, how can I be part of this? And so I came to seminary knowing I was called uh, uh, to this place for some reason. I came knowing that I love Jesus, but I came with a lot of skepticism about the church. And the the, the day you walk in the seminary, they tell you, like, if you're not in a church right now, uh, shame on you. If you're not in a church right now, you're not going to get much out of seminary. Um, And I I couldn't go to a church that felt like home. And so for the first year of seminary, I uh, went to the Hamilton and Mason parts of uh, of outside Cincinnati uh, to do Hispanic ministry with a dear friend and experience church in a different way. And then uh, during this time, I met Felsha, and we started dating. And then... it was this time to find our church. And we went church after church after church, and for one reason or another, it didn't feel uh, right. I still had this deep woundedness about the church versus God. Um, we literally went to 11 or 12 different churches, and then we came to the offerings community of First Methodist Church, uh, meeting in West Chapel on our downtown campus, um, and we showed up on September, whatever seven days is, before September 11th, 2010. Um, and, and we met this group who were praying for each other and being deeply vulnerable about the things that were uh, struggling in their lives. And we were intrigued by this community. And the next week, uh, about Saturday night, Felicia calls me and says, I'm feeling terrible. I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to go to church tomorrow morning. And then she starts calling me about every hour all through the night that she's feeling worse and worse. And so by Sunday morning, Uh, She is in the emergency room at St. Joe throwing up from appendicitis. We're uh, trying to get her straight. And her first thing was call those people at offerings. Remember how they prayed? Call those people at offerings and they'll pray for us. Um, It was 12 years ago, uh, just shy of a month, that we walked into uh, one of First Church campuses and, um, and we haven't looked back. This is a church that has uh, met me where I was in those early days of seminary with my my hang-ups about church and my concerns about church uh, and who met me and let me be me. It's a church that uh, has pushed me. Um, It's a church that has been gentle with me and offerings, we had uh, these things we called catechesis groups. A number of you are in our covenant groups, they're similar. Uh, it was a group for um, a number of, in our case, men, to get together uh, and to, uh, to not quite be a small group, but to be a, a group that covenanted to care for one another. In this group, there was uh, four or five of us who showed up every weekend, and we did two things. We answered Wesley's historic soul questions. How is it with your soul? How have you kept the means of grace? How can we pray for you, and um, have you done all the good you can and avoided all the evil you can? That's that question that, everybody's good with the first three, but you, you get into that and you start wrestling with the sin in your lives and recognizing that uh, you've got some stuff to work through too. And, and in those same meetings, uh, we got this little book. It's the Echo Catechism. It's a updated version of what Wesley gave to really to kids especially, uh, saying this is this is what you as the church should believe, and we uh, we use these in different ways. They made flashcards for a while, and we would have like flashcard uh, Jeopardy. We'd have um, you know who can memorize the most of them. This was, this was a big thing in the day, the other day. It wasn't that long ago, um, and we would we would seek to to know this right to be able to answer um, who made you God. What is God an uncreated spirit? But then to say, why do these matter? Um, we were getting, uh, my group was all seminaries, we were getting plenty of head knowledge at the seminary, um, but we weren't getting much of why does this matter? And so each week we would take these questions that seemed very simple and with their answer and we would then begin to explore how do we, how do we actually embody whatever this is about? Why does this matter for our everyday, ordinary, eating, sleeping, walking around lives? Why does this matter? And so there's, there's close to 100 questions in here, and uh, we've decided this summer that we're going to come back to this book as all of First Church, uh, this book that um, started as um, a place of knowledge and became for me a place of seeing uh, the way God works in a church even when it's imperfect, where God uh, meets us in the midst of the brokenness that's around us where uh, these questions invited me to see uh, more about where God has called the church, even when she's flawed. And we're going to take this book this summer, this, this little teeny thing that looks like it's uh, insignificant, and we're going we're to wrestle with some basics of theology, dogma, doctrine, and belief, and, and ask uh, how they impact us. Uh, This week, across all three campuses, we're taking the first section of Echo, and here are the questions. I don't think you'll be surprised to be like, oh, I can't believe he said that. Uh, Who made you? God. Uh, Who is God? The creator of all things. What is God? An uncreated spirit. Where is God? God is everywhere. What does God know? God is full of wisdom. He knows everything, even the thoughts of our hearts. What can God do? God is almighty. He does whatever pleases him. How long has God existed? God is eternal. He lives and always reigns. What is the character of God? God is love. Is God holy? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Is God compassionate? The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. Is God just? God is just. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. And is God faithful? He is a faithful God. He does not lie. I'm really glad I got this section. Darren gets the one next week that is, uh, like all the Trinitarian questions and how do we make this thing all work out. I got the ones that say things like, what is God's character? And the answer in here is God is love. And so in these groups that we were in, we would now begin to ask why does it matter that if we say what is uh, God's character, that God is love, uh, where do we draw that? and, And then so what? The reading that uh, John did from 1 John uh, fascinates me because it comes from this little epistle that if you are flipping your pages too fast in your Bible, you are going to miss. It is um, this brief, little, tiny uh, letter with a grand purpose. The letter talks regularly to this church about the things that are anti-Christ. And for uh, many of us, that like conjures up these pictures of the movies that Kirk Cameron stars in, right? Like uh, this wild apocalyptic scene, but really Antichrist is just a Greek word for things that are against Christ. And uh, and tradition holds that John the Evangelist, who wrote the Gospel of John, wrote that book so that all might believe, and then wrote this letter to a group of people who said they believed but lived like they didn't. They were doing these things that looked nothing like someone who believed in Jesus would do. And at the whole center of this book is this question of: Is this early church actually uh, living out of this belief in a way that reflects God to the world? And the answer is no. And so uh, the the evangelist writes and writes and writes, and we get to chapter four, and uh, once more hear these words that John read for us. Dear friends, let's love each other, because love is from God. And everyone who loves is born from God and knows God. The person who doesn't love does not know God because God is love. This is how the love of God is revealed to us. God has sent his only son into the world so that we can live through him. That is love. It's not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as, to, as the sacrifice that deals with our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us this way, we ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. If we love each other, God remains in us and his love is made perfect in us. This is how we remain in him and he remains in us because he has given us a measure of the Spirit. We have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. If any of us confess that Jesus is God's Son, God remains in us and we remain in God. We have known and have believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And those who remain in love remain in God, and God remains in them. This is how love has been uh, perfected in us, so that we can have confidence on the judgment day because we are equally the same, we're exactly the same as God in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear expects punishment. The person who is afraid has not been made perfect in love. We love because God first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates a brother or sister, he's a liar, because the person who doesn't love a brother or sister uh, can't be, who can be seen can't love God who can't be seen. This commandment we have from him, those who claim to love God ought to love their brother and sister also. When we say that God is love, that means that God is not some other things. God might uh, have these other moments, he might have these other things, but, uh, but at his very essence, God is love, and he loved us. This means that God is not vengeful. God is not angry. God is not uh, this monster. And, and there were plenty of monsters amongst the gods in this time. It was not common for the god to be good um, and loving. And John says, this is where uh, our God is different because our God does love us and and sent his own son for you. And and this is the way that, that you know God is through the love you feel in your heart. And so you must go and love. All week I've been chewing on the so what about love for us. And and all all week I've had a pretty big claim in my mind, and and I know you can punch logical holes through it. Um, We can pick a verse that might uh, suggest otherwise, but I've become more and more convinced this week that if we take seriously this call to understand God's love and to go bear witness to God's love, we will have plenty to keep us busy. But if we take that seriously as a church and we, we, we uh, in community, seek to understand God's love and then go and bear witness to it, we won't have time for any of the other things that uh, bring harm to the church. We won't have time for our own uh, sinfulness to take hold and to, uh, to tear us down and tear others down. We won't have time for uh, judgment and condemnation. We'll simply have time to love. And if you, if you read this passage, you can go, well, that's just one little epistle, right? But this is, this is the call throughout the New Testament is to embody this love that uh, Christ embodied for us. Um, we, are, we are sent out in the Gospels in love to go and, and to be the church. to to love well. We are called in the epistles, uh, multiple times we're told to imitate God as beloved children, to to live as he lives. And the way that we can do that is love. We can't be uh, the Messiah. We can't be the judge. We can't be these things. But we can go and we can be love for the world. Even at places like the great uh, law passages of Romans, there's always this pullback to, uh, we can't do any of this. (laughs) We can't keep the law. We can't have right behavior. We can't do any of this outside of God's love welling up in us. Uh, A lot of scholars argue that covenant is the theme that runs across the scriptures, this uh, kind of promised relationship between God and humanity. I I think Joe Donjell from Asbury has uh, compellingly argued that what actually runs through scripture is love that it is the theme that we can trace across every part that, that shows us who God is and who are we here to be. We, we get this picture of uh, us uh, kind of moving together in love to that time when we are made perfect in love, that time when things aren't wrong anymore, that time when there is no more sin and there is no more suffering. Your friends, God is love as he first loved us, may we go in love. Um, I wanted to have a more complex sermon this week. This felt felt too easy, Rachel. This this felt like y'all are going to walk out and be like, I sat for that. He literally just told me to go in love. I think if we take this seriously, this is going to be love that uh, requires us to, to lean onto God's love and to take seriously, allowing it to consume our whole lives. And so I'm just not going to work myself into the more difficult sermon, okay? God is love, and he has loved us, and we are commanded to go and love to others. Amen? Would you pray with me? God, I thank you for your love in the people of First Methodist Church and in the community of Andover uh, and in this very room Love that uh, has met each one of us uh, where we have met each other. Love that has uh, sustained us in our losses and has uh, celebrated our joys with us. Lord, would you uh, renew today our desire to understand your love for us and to uh, then go in that love to others to set aside any of the other things that we feel like we have to go and, and try and, and work at and instead let us lavish in your love and then let us lavish it on others. Lord, may your spirit uh, move in new ways and yet uh, move as you has al- have always moved. May your grace be poured out upon us that we might be made perfect in love and that as we go forth, the world might see, us, see you in and through us. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who was sent in love and by the power of the Holy Spirit who helps us to love. I pray all this. Amen. Amen.